0: What is going on folks back at it again with a 20th and Blake podcast part of milehighsports.com. I'm your host Luke Zalman once again and I like to think that in my own head in my own world that I could be a GM of a baseball team, a manager of a baseball team. I always like to think that and I know I am completely wrong and most people that also think that are also extremely wrong. Um, But it's the thought we have as, you know, onlookers. Obviously, I cover the team, so it's a little different than being a fan, but all of us think in the back of our head, hey, we could do better than the person that's doing the job right now. It's totally irrational. Jeff Breidich has done a phenomenal job building the Rockies. Bud Black has done a phenomenal job as well, but it does we do think that we think that for some reason that we could be that you know changing force for a for an organization so today i wanted to enact my own changes from the seat of bud black but through my seat at home um but first i want to break down a little bit of the charlie blackman breakout lately that's a That's a mouthful, but he has just been, you know, absolutely insane so far this year. He's at 294 on the year, 354 on base, and a 567 slugging. Um, He's got those 10 home runs. He's looked really good all year, and his BABIP is actually below his career average, so more hits could be on the way from him. Um, He's got a .7 war so far this year, but that only figures to go up. He's always kind of hurt by his glove a little bit. Not a great fielder. Um, but he has just been absolutely ridiculous, especially at the top of the lineup. Um, he's given, he's add, he adds so many things to their offense when he is, when he is on his game and a big trend that has changed with him lately is he's starting to really crush the fastball. That's kind of been his thing. He is jumping on. Cutters, sinkers, four seams, two seams, whatever it may be, the percentage of hits that he is starting to get off of those breaking balls has only gone up, and he is—I mean, he's just been great, especially on breaking balls as well. Off-speed stuff like you know change-ups, he hasn't—he hasn't killed by any means, um but breaking balls and fastballs, he has just been absolutely great this year. I mean, his hard-hit percentage, thirty-three point five. Um, he's been King a, you know, a little less as well. So, you know, at the top of the lineup, that's what they need. They need a guy that's going to get on. He's pulling the ball this year. Um, he wasn't pulling the ball last year. And I think that had to do a lot with his injury, um, throughout the entire year, he was dealing with various injuries. And I think a lot of that had to, you know, kind of affected the way he was playing. He wasn't pulling the ball as much anymore. Um, he was going a lot more up the middle, which that's what you're taught when you're a kid. You're taught to go up the middle, up the middle. But for for these guys to be able to get the kind of power that they're looking for, a lot of times you need to pull the ball. Um, if you're not pulling the ball, unless you're, you know, among the, you know, Mike Trouts of the world, the Christian Yelich's of the world that just have a bat that somehow can take it out anywhere um blackman i mean he had that homer to center um on what was that sunday um but overall he's definitely a pole hitter he loves to go right over that out of town scoreboard right into the bullpens he likes to go into that area at course um that's just kind of his spot now that he's pulling the ball more and more he's really producing at you know an elite clip and i think that he has had a lot to do with the Rockies having so many runners on base this year um and even when he's been hitting with runners on base I mean with runners in scoring position hitting 324 um with any men on 328 um he's just been great and on third with two outs he's hitting 400 so he's been extremely clutch for them and that's what made me think about what I would change with the team as it's currently constructed and I can't help but feel like. I would have a lineup change. And I get it. Bud Black's been changing the lineup over and over again. You know, it's been all these different combinations. Story's gone up to two, back to four, down to five. Uh, Dahl's been at two for a big portion. Murphy's been at cleanup at two. Everyone seems to have been all over the map. And so far, their numbers look kind of similar to last year with runners on. I mean, runners in scoring position, um, their average is .003. Uh, higher last year than it is this year. Um, Their on-base percentage was higher last year. um, just But small, small margins. And last year is not what they should be trying to replicate because they were not an amazing offense last year. They were a pretty mediocre offense that was led by elite starting pitching from their youngsters. Um, And so it made me think, well, how could you change the Rockies? How could you maybe change around the lineup, go, you know... MLB you know my GM mode just like in 2k and how could you change the lineup how could you how could you kind of look at it assess where handedness would work where um, certain skill sets would be utilized best Um, and I kind of was starting to come up with something based on last year's numbers and I think that what I was looking at right now is a lot of, you know, a very good split. I think that Tapia should hit leadoff. Um, I know that he goes down two strikes in a lot of counts. He's very aggressive, but it's not like Blackman tends to have 10 pitch at-bats constantly. I mean, he's not your prototypical leadoff hitter. He's got a ton of power. He doesn't get on base quite as much as the, you know, ideal leadoff hitter that people all draw up. Don't get me wrong. Blackman is one of the best leadoff hitters in the league, but he's not your prototype for a leadoff hitter. So neither is Ryan Tapia, And I think hitting him first in the lineup would just add a boost to the entire lineup. Um, He would be a lefty just like Blackman. And then you get his speed on base. If he can get on base right off, right off the bat, right off the start of the game, he could be an extreme threat on the base paths. Now, don't get me wrong. He doesn't quite have story speed. Doesn't quite have Hampson speed. But Rymel can fly quite a bit. Um, Not quite the biggest base stealer. But just the threat of having him on base and the threat of, okay, if I hit a double into the gap after Rymel got on first, he's probably scoring. I think that that could add so much to their lineup, considering Blackman's not a very fast guy. It's part of what has really killed his fielding is that he he just doesn't have that supreme speed, and that's totally fine. Not everyone does um without blackman who knows where this team is that's by no means you know looking to discourage him but he just doesn't have that speed so putting rymel tapia at the one spot in the lineup i think could just be amazing and then what i would look at is putting trevor story at two I think that having that right-handed speed threat right behind Tapia, that's double speed, I think that that increases your chances to get guys on base so much. I think that having Tapia hit first, maybe gets on, maybe doesn't, and then having Story maybe get on, maybe doesn't, both of them are speed threats. So if either of them can get on, you're giving a ton of opportunities to the middle of the lineup to drive in early runs And when that lineup is able to flip over, just like it has so many times in the ninth inning this year, you could even, you know, work drag bunts, you can work push bunts, you can work all these different types of things to get that speed on base and to get guys... You know, to get the to get the rhythm going a little bit for the offense when maybe they're late in a game and they need a little bit of a surge. Maybe it's you know middle innings and they're they're tied and they need just something. I think that putting Story at two, Rymel one, just gives them so much speed at the top of the lineup. Um, it would be similar to me to having like a Whitmer Field and Aldoberto Mondesi, um, at the top of the lineup like the Royals do. Um, it's just it would just be so. It would be such a boon to their success to have that much speed on base. Three, I would put Blackman. I think Charlie Blackman is maybe one of the best hitters on the team. If if if, I would give it to Arenado, but if Charlie Blackman is after Arenado, it is not far behind. He is an absolutely great hitter. He gets on base. He hits for high average. Why wouldn't you want him at three? He's been able to drive in runs. I mean... His, like I said, his batting average with runners in scoring position is .324, and he's got a one oh four five OPS. He is crushing the ball and getting on base at a really high clip with runners in scoring position. He does strike out a little more than Arenado, um just typically, but not by much. They're almost identical strikeout profiles. So why not put him at three and then put Arenado at four? You would start your lineup left, right, left, right. You'd have two speed at the top of the lineup, an amazing hitter three, and then Arenado who has a ridiculous propensity for driving in runs. If you're able to get rymel on then you don't get story on then charlie hits a double and you have man on second and third one out that gives arenado a ton of rbi chances i would almost always hit arenado four hole i know that i know that the common theory is you hit your best hitter in the third spot totally understand um the thinking's actually shifting a little bit some people are starting to hit their best hitter in the second uh spot the Yeliches of the world Um uh, mookie betts hits two as well um, there's they're starting to put those best hitters in the two spot because they get more at bats overall, just being higher in the lineup. Totally understand that. I understand it would cut off, you know, a couple at bats here and there for Nolan, but the fact that he'd be able to have so many opportunities to drive in runs, I think would just be so amazing for them. After after Arenado, I would go with Doll. I would keep that lefty righty lefty righty. Then you're not as susceptible to um just you know these ridiculous you know relief tactics that okay bring in a lefty for one but or for two batters then bring back in a righty if you have that left right left right it limits that so much yes they can still bring in a reliever to get the lefty or bring in a reliever to get the righty but if they're going reliever 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 over and over again you're burning through their bullpen at a very high rate and that's going to leave them open uh you know, opposing teams, that's gonna leave them open to a lot of problems, especially later in a series. Um I've always been a huge if you can go left right left right left right just because of the way the you know modern MOB is. Um Dahl has been struggling a little bit since he came back from that injury. Um but I think it's a matter of time before he gets you know heated up. Dahl is a very good hitter. He's still a little you know, still, you don't quite know, I think if you're Bud Black or the organization, you don't quite know what you have in Dahl, because at times, he's flashed the potential of Charlie Blackman, I mean, they're pitched very similar, so they work together a lot in, you know, film sessions, they sit together, and they talk a lot, because they're pitched very similar, slightly similar swings, um, they're just very similar players, And I think that also might be why Bud Black chooses to hit Blackman first is because he's so wise about giving information to the younger players that I think when he hits one, he's able to give a full scouting report to the rest of the team from that first at bat on. That could be a reason why he tends to hit one. I just think that he should hit three. I think that giving him opportunities to drive in runs instead of having him be the leadoff guy who's not going to get nearly the same opportunities, I think it would just be such be such a boon to their offensive success. I would hit Rodgers or McMahon six. I think that having that young righty, um, both of them, you know, there's not a ton of speed there, but they've both shown power. They've both shown, obviously Rodgers has shown that power in the minors, but McMahon, two more homers um, on in that last Phillies game, they have, you know, power to be game changers if uh, Arenado or Adal can get on in front of them, and they can, you know, drive in some runs. I think that having them hit, you know, in the seven hole, it limits their RBI chances too as well. Um, I think that hitting them six would be a better, you know, would be a better idea. And obviously, Rogers, Righty McMahon, Lefty. So depending on the day, you may have to go, you know, back to back lefties. But in the seven hole, I'd go Murphy or Desmond. Um, I don't think that you can keep hitting Murphy high in the lineup. They've already started to drop him a little bit. He can't hit high in the lineup without he's hitting. I think it has so much to do with his injury. Um, he's just not the same hitter. He's not getting around on those fastballs um, inside. He and pitchers are completely taking advantage of it. They know that he can't get around with his, you know, with that hand injury and that brace still lingering. Um, so he just has not been able to hit. And Desmond is, it, you know, a hit or miss proposition. Um, but he, even he, I think, is going to start turning it around a little bit. He'll never quite be the Desmond of the Washington Nationals when he was, you know, a constant 30-30 threat. Um, but he has a ceiling that he could reach that he has failed to reach so far with the Rockies. And, you know, all the underlying numbers are saying that he's inching closer to reaching that. Um I know that it's very hard to have confidence in a guy that just hasn't shown anything Um, but I think that fans should stick with him. He's, he's getting it together. He's starting to get back into his old routine. It takes time though. I mean, it's hard to think about it, but they're not even two months into the season really yet. Um, there's still a ton of time. If you know, in another month, he still doesn't have it together. Then yeah, you can, you know, explore your options. Um, but right now it's very hard for them to do much with him. And that leaves the catcher. No matter if it's Ionetta or Walters, I think you hit catcher 8 spot no matter what. Their catchers just aren't good enough hitters overall to be able to put together the at-bats that you would like earlier in the lineup. But Walters has been able to hit 300 this year, so he's been able to have a little bit of success. So, you know, have him hit 8, then you could sack bunt, as much as I hate sack bunts, push him over. Um and then you have him ready for a Tapia Story Blackman combo to try to drive him in. Um I think that that would be my ideal lineup. Um positions are pretty set in stone. I mean you're gonna have story short, Arenado third, uh Rogers second, Murphy or Desmond, or Murphy at first, excuse me, or McMahon um if Murphy needs a day off, and then a Desmond Tapia Doll and Blackman outfield. Um, you'd have to interchange them, you know, one guy's going to have to sit, but that's just kind of the struggle you have when you have a third and fourth outfielder that are pretty comparable. Don't get me wrong. Toppy has been great this year but the consistency hasn't been there in his career so he's no more of a sure thing right now I don't think than uh Desmond he definitely has higher potential and he you know he has a lot of those explosive type at bats where he's able to just put a charge into a ball get a triple get a double get a homer um but as of right now I think it's hard to rely on him you know more than Desmond especially in the field Tapia is a very aggressive fielder which turns you know which turns out to be a very good thing at times but also can hinder their defense quite a bit at times Um, so they're both very hit or miss players Um, so you're just gonna have to alternate them if you're Bud Black you know for the for you know the foreseeable future I think that I think that the Rockies are doing a lot of good things I think that their slow start has kind of you know, I think every now and then it creeps into their head. You see they go up with, you know, a runner on second or third and they just don't have a good bat. They're just pressing. Um I remember in that bat this weekend, Arenado has two guys on and he pops up to the first baseman. That automatically tells me, with the type of hitter that Arenado is, that he is pressing, that he is trying to do a little too much, and he's even admitted to it. Um so they they just haven't been able to completely get a groove going that lasts you know a long span, but that's baseball baseball is highs, lows, and streaks both both ways um overall, I think the Rockies are looking pretty good. they'll head into Pittsburgh tomorrow um have a three gamer they'll face Archer Lyles and uh, the third pitcher is TBD right now. The uh, the Pirates just lost Tyone recently, um, so they're still trying to recover a little bit from that. The Rockies will throw out Herman Marquez, John Gray, and Senzatella, um, two of their best pitchers. I mean, really, if you look at it, those are their three best pitchers right now. Um, they could really use a series win after being swept by the Phillies before they come home, uh, face a couple of AL East clubs. Um, longest homestand of the season coming up. So if they could enter that with, you know, two of three from the Pirates at PNC, I think that would be very good for their, you know, for their outlook entering, you know, the middle months of the season. Um, Anilo Piro will have the next podcast on Wednesday, um, maybe break down a little bit of what's happened in the Pirates series so far. And I know we're both looking forward to getting back to the ballpark after that, you know, extended Uh, road trip on the east coast Um, so be sure to keep checking on milehighsports.com we'll have a preview up tomorrow of the pittsburgh series kind of some storylines that are going on um, prior to that series um, and just be sure to keep checking in, follow us all on Twitter, leave some comments, you know, rate the podcast, do what you need to do to, you know, let us know how we're doing. Uh, feedback is always well appreciated. Um, be sure to DM me or Anilo, any questions you may have will always be, you know, be sure to answer those on the podcast and I'll talk to you next time, baseball fans.